What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number 9-5. You just spazzed out a little bit there. You, yeah, but you like did like an extra wince with your guns. You were like... I wasn't sure if I was going to do it or not. I put them away. Well, you always do. It. You always do it. You put them away like you you literally just... For all the, the, the uh, audio listeners, Brett literally just mimic holstering them. So... Yeah, and then I brought them out because I realized it's episode 95, baby. I got to bring them out, you know? It is. Got to bring out the big guns, quite literally. Um, my name's Josh Tall. Joe, I'm a good friend, Brett Roberts. Yep. Brett, how are you? We're doing, doing it well. earlier today. One, or, one hour early and ad-free. There'll be an ad somewhere, but yes, ad-free. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a, that's more of a sponsorship, though, isn't it? Is there a difference between a sponsorship and an ad? Is that a distinction uh, without a difference? That's a good point. Um, it's a philosophical yeah. question. I'm off from work for the next two weeks for the holiday season. I'm feeling good. Um, good. A little bit, a little nasally, little mm-hmm. uh, some suds, some suds, a little bit of you, suds. Take you and wash a toilet with you. Yeah, you could literally just stick my head right in the toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. Scrub around a little bit. Yeah, but I'm excited to be here. Uh, last week was a big week. We uh, interviewed Josh Rubin. Yes, the yes, director get, and writer get, and actor. Let's get a, a round of applause for Josh Rubin in the uh, studio. Um, I want everybody to uh, put their hands together in about five, uh, four, three, uh, two. Whenever you're ready, put your hands together. I'm getting told that in the studio audience that they don't want to. All right. There you go. There we go. Sorry, I was not ready for that. Uh, that's okay. That's why, that's why I, I did try to lead you a little bit. The list of sound effects has gotten so long yeah. that I have to scroll all the way up now. We just, and I thought I had it on a keybind, and I tried that, and it didn't work. See, this is why we need a um, we need a producer yeah. that you know can just be on the ones and twos. Well, you know what? I asked for a um, a stream stream deck, stream deck, not a Steam deck, a stream deck for you Christmas. Already ha- you already have a Steam deck. Yeah, and, and if I've I get had, the stream two, deck. So. I'll have the, the buttons here and there, and I'll be able to quickly just, you know, rattle off the ones that are most right. important. Zip right. zapping all around. Yeah, but we had Josh Rubin. Thank you to Mr. Rubin for coming on the podcast and talking about some of his upcoming uh, horror films that are, you know, pretty good. We we really liked what we saw, man. Yeah, it was a good, um, you know, about an hour long conversation. We literally, we talked about his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, quite literally his entire career. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, those videos are up. Everything is up. The full interview, um, a couple of shorter segments from the interview are, they're all up on the channel and, uh, audio platform. So go listen. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to say this now, bet on this. Uh, he's going to be doing bet. some, he's already doing big stuff, but yeah. he, he's going to be huge. So yeah, we had some haptic intel from him too, in that, uh, in that little conversation. So yeah, we did some, some nice little nuggets. That's right. So thank I you. Appreciate to him. Him. Yeah. And so then that was a lot of fun. The, and then I feel like the episode before that was the Game, Game Awards, Awards predictions. So right. this is our first podcast. No, live. we did a Game Awards wrap up, didn't we? Oh, no, it was a preview. You're correct. It was a preview. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's it. So this is our first time making a pod since the Game Awards. So we haven't talked about the winners or anything like that. But um, we could do that at the top of the show if you want to briefly. Yeah, we, like, we can include that in the in the media consumption briefly. Yeah. Um, so real quick, uh, we'll be doing our media consumption update as as always. Um, we'll go over. Uh, well, we won't be going over any video game releases because I didn't put any in here. <laughs> no, there there aren't any. That's why. 
Okay, I didn't think so. I, I figured at this point it's probably done. There might be a couple of small ones, but no video game releases. But then we have some some abysmal stories for you, including one that I, I didn't even know about. Uh, so that'll be interesting to talk about. Um, and then some uh, slick some slick stories, including some stuff from Bluepoint um, and uh, Epic <laughs> Epic Games. Uh, and then our main topic is obviously we're talking about 2023 and how I mean, if all of these games hit their releases or even if a percentage of them hit their releases we are looking at uh, quite literally one of the, the most packed launch years of video games in history at least for the first six months and who even knows what's going to happen on the back half of next year yeah only the first six months are kind of documented right now we have timelines like we know like spider-man's coming out in the fall right uh, but only really up to june we have here and the list is already stacked and then there's a list of games that are to be announced that are also very yeah sad, so. yeah so we uh we'll see but that'll be what we're talking about rounding out the show with today that's right brett media consumption yes here's what we're gonna do all right you tell me i'll give you mine okay well i'll transition point will be uh game awards brief discussion okay and then you'll take it home cool okay start Hit with me. movies we both watched Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah. Uh, maybe a week ago yep. or so, two weeks ago, I don't know. In between last time we were live and this one. Um, what an incredible little film that is. Yeah, it's a five out of five. Yeah, we all rated it. Everybody that was there rated it five stars. Everybody loved it. Um, quite literally, I think my letterbox review says something along the lines of like, I feel, I feel very honored to have sat through and watched that film. The fact that it exists is great. Right. And I don't really know what else to say about it. It is one of the most endearing, charming, heartfelt little movies I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, I would agree. I had a good time with it. And uh, it was funny and it was cute. And you could tell it was like a labor of love from everybody involved. Yeah, I think Santa's outside of HQ right now. Oh, nice. Thomas said hi. I will not be doing that. So we both watched that great little show or movie. Um, then I also watched Bones and All, Brett. Yeah, how was that? It was good. <clears throat> it was not as good as I was expecting it to be. Mm. Uh, mainly just because uh, Luca Guadagnino, the director, I've pretty much loved um, and have thought every one of his movies has been perfect, especially the remake of Suspiria and... Um, um, Call me by your name. Right. This is a love movie mixed with dread horror, but neither of those elements that make it great really hit until the last quarter of the movie, third of the movie. And when those things, yeah, you are all going to hear Santa. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> You're good. I don't hear it. So it doesn't look like my mic's picking it up either. I hear it. Um. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, now we hear it. There we go. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't really hit till the very end. Um, but when it comes together, it comes together. And I, I just want to say, Timothy Chalamet, man, one of the greatest, Stud. greatest young actors of our time. Yeah, he's, and he's good, not man. even really that young, but you know what I mean. He's younger. He he's looks great. young. Yeah, he looks very young. He's great. Um, Mark Rylance gives a really uh uncomfortable performance in that movie. Uh, very uncomfortable. Uh, Academy Award winner Mark Rylance. Uh, he, um, yeah, let's just say he kind of steals the show. So, 
Uh, so there's that. Games, uh, I beat Halo Infinite's campaign. Oh, boy. Wow, let me tell you something. That game fucking blows. It's terrible. But I'll tell you what else. I also had a fucking incredible time with it. <laughs> Played it in co-op with our friends. Um, it's fairly short, actually, the main campaign. Um, but there's lots of open-world sandbox stuff to do, which we're, you know... We're doing everything, getting all the collectibles and stuff like that. We have a little more cleanup left, but the actual story is done. Couldn't tell you anything that happens in the story. Don't care. Um, yeah, the, that's the my takeaway, too, from what <laughs> I played. Yeah. The ending's really bad. Um, we were all like, oh, I hope they don't do that. And then they did that. And at the end of it, I was like, you know, whatever. I don't really care. That game sucked, but I had a, I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Social credit deducted. Um, Just from playing that game, dude. Social yeah. credit's down. It's... um. It's a shame that it didn't launch with co-op uh, and Forge because these are things that would have significantly helped uh, the player base of that game. So that yeah. was that was an interesting time. Uh, I started Neon White on my on my Steam Deck. Um, eh, pretty cool. Eh, it's okay. It is uh, completely not the game for me. So I did I not think it would be. The uh, social aspect of it, yes, but the uh, time trial based level stuff, the actual game <laughs> with like the platforming and all, no thanks, I'm good. The actual I'm, gameplay, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm out, chief. Um, I, I finished the first chapter at the end of that, I was like, wow, I'm sure a lot of people really like that, and then I deleted it off of my Steam Deck, so uh, wow, yeah, not for me. Uh, quickly to the uh, playing <clears throat> Witcher 3. Got back into it a little bit with the next-gen update. I don't know if I'm going to play much of it. I just wanted to see what's going on. Uh, I like the cross-save feature between platforms because I also have it for PC. Um, it crashed my Steam Deck. It's the first time I ever had that happen. And that was the last time I played it. And I don't really know if I'll go back again. But it's out. I played it. That's it. Yeah, cool little experience to play on your deck. Yeah. Um, High on Life. Played it. Xbox Game Pass. I know you beat this game. Yeah. Um... I think the game is fine. I think the gameplay is really boring and uh, not fun at all, to be honest with you. And the only thing that was keeping me there was the memes. Mm. Uh, and I got Tim Robinson as a gun. And I finished that little level. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm good. Thanks. Uh, so I won't be going back to it. But I did. Uh, oh, man. I, I did enjoy my time with at least the uh, jokes. I just I can't. Oh, I can't. You're do doing it. such a disservice. The ending of that game. I can't do it. I'm pretty sure I only have one level left, too. I just have absolutely no interest in going back to it. Have you met and have you met and have you met the character? Let's do it. No. All right. Well, listen, man, that's why I was there was the memes, because it was funny. It's my brand of humor. It's really, really I think funny. you should. I think you should finish it. I think you should leave. I think you should finish it. It's it's really good. I might go back. I'll get to why what's really taking up my time briefly but do you have anything else to say on high on life because i know you also played it yeah it's i liked it a lot and it's uh it's actually surpassed minecraft as the number one most downloaded game that. on game pass which is fucking insane yeah it's huge and uh i'm really i'm really happy with it i i do think the gameplay was you know boring and repetitive the enemy designs are boring and repetitive yeah um the boss fights are not as good as the first boss fight after that it kind of just is the same thing yeah. Um, and I found myself using the same gun over and over again. There was one right. gun I liked the most, and that was the one that I kind of stuck with the whole game. Uh, but the writing is incredible. It is. The humor is incredible. 
I, I wish the ending itself was stronger, but there is something after you beat the game that you get to that you see. Um, it's like a secret ending, mm. and it opens up potential for a sequel. So uh, very excited for the potential of there being a sequel. But I liked it. I had a good time. I may go back because I am pretty close to the end. I'm pretty sure I may go back at some point, but for right now, it's it's shelved. Okay. So, uh, other game that is really I've really only <clears throat> been playing this truthfully every day is Marvel Snap. Uh I think that game fucking sucks. I hate it, uh, and I also love it, and I'm gonna keep playing it. So, <laughs> I wish there was a I was right button that I could push right now, and it would play a sound effect. But you were. That'll do. And um, uh, when I got into it, it is uh, it's really cool. I'm at collection level 400 right now, I think, uh, which I think I feel like I got to pretty fast. Um, I've been playing it a lot. I've been doing my challenges every day and then just playing in general. Um, I was telling you, it kind of it definitely scratches an itch, like a card game itch in my brain. Very similar yeah. to how um, Master Duel did last year with Yu-Gi-Oh, where yeah. I played it for a very long time in a very short period of time. And then I had to literally like, you know, like an addict pull myself off of it because yeah. if I don't, well, you won't really be seeing me again. So, you, you know, what's interesting about Marvel snap. I feel like they could replicate this game with different themes for different properties and make a killing. Yeah. Because some people might not be into it because of the Marvel thing. They could easily make this any property with a Star lot of characters. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars snap. I get like the Marvel snap aspect of it being like Thanos snapping, right? right? Um, but it's just wagering. You're just wagering points, right? So they right. could totally cash in the developers of this game. Yeah. I, I don't know why you wouldn't make it like Uno, how Uno has different theme decks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make yeah. different versions, man. No, I think that's smart. And um, listen, the core gameplay is actually unironically really good. It is the, de- the guys that developed um, Hearthstone. So yeah. I think that's all you need to know. So it's I've been quick that and fun. It is very quick. I mean, you have games that some of them take literally 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at most three, four minutes. So they're going to be adding uh, PVP with your friends right. soon where you can play against your friends in private matches. And I like the way they're doing that. It's going to be like best of seven almost where you play seven mm. or up seven games uh, with your friend. And, uh, you know, whoever has the, because it, just imagine like me, meeting up with me in a game just for that quick. Oh, yeah. One game would be bullshit. And then you have to join right. again. So they made it so it's like a series, basically, when you join a friend, which is kind of cool, actually. I like it. I really do. Yeah. All right. Quickly to round off my stuff. Um, TV and anime. I'm watching Chainsaw Man. Yeah. It's great. I love it. It's awesome. Did you watch the most recent episode? Uh, I watched English? episode eight of the English dub. Is that the most Did something really bad happen at the end? Uh, yes. Like people die. Several bad things happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. end, to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't know. There's no yeah. way that all of these people can actually be dead. And right. if that is the case, then honestly, mad respect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know um, one character is definitely, definitely dead, and that's well, that is very definitely, sad. definitely not good. Yeah. So yeah, bad things happened, and uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. And then last but not least, the thing that has really been taking up most of my time. I'm rewatching Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, you're a big fan of that. Dude, I watched it last year, literally one year ago for the <clears> first <throat> time. Okay. I'm rewatching it. I rewatched it on a whim because I was like I was like looking for something else to watch. I finished God of War. I was like, there's some more video games. I'll plug away and try some sample some things for my backlog. And then 
you know, I'm I'm tapped into uh, Battlestar Galactica uh, subreddits and Twitter, and I was like, you know what, dude? I just want to watch Battlestar Galactica again. So I turned on the miniseries, but starts it all, and I was like, fuck, man, I forgot how good this is. And, uh, well, I just finished season two. <laughs> um, and I, I want you to listen to me right now. I want you to listen to me, and I want everybody at home and around the world to listen to me very carefully right now. There is no better single piece of media ever created than Battlestar Galactica. There is not. You will not find anything that exceeds it in any way, anywhere else, except maybe visually because it's dated. But even that, I would argue, the art direction and what they were accomplishing for television when they did is groundbreaking. Hmm. You will not find anything better. You won't find anything more interesting. You won't find better characters. You won't find better relationships, better love stories, better action scenes, better war scenes, better battle scenes, better drama, better political drama, better religious drama. You won't find it anywhere else because it's all here and it cannot be surpassed. Wow. That's high praise. And as I'm rewatching it, I literally cannot believe because the first time I watched it, I loved it. But rewatching it with what I know, where we're going, I literally cannot believe the complexity of the writing from the very beginning and how mm. just deep in depth and every aspect, everything was considered. And right. I found that an interview with uh, Ronald Moore, who's like the writer and executive producer of it, where they said before they started filming the miniseries and the show, they created a Bible, a Bible of rules of Battlestar Galactica. Right. And that thing is followed to a T and it's done for a reason. And the amount of care and detail put into it makes it so interesting. And why is that? They don't want to, like, uh, contradict themselves? They don't want to contradict themselves, but there's so many there's so many intricacies of the plot, including whether it be time travel, perspective, uh, religion, political systems, like, all of these things that the show does not explain to you, but you live through it. And it's so engaging because they have such an adherence to their own rules that they set up that when any rules are potentially broken, and I mean in a very literal sense in the system that is set up in the show, you're like, oh, no. And you think about all the repercussion that's going to have. And I'm being vague because I want you to watch it at some point. I don't want to spoil anything. But right. it is such a tightly constructed tale. And... I really, I really don't think it gets better than it. I truly wow. don't. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. No more media consumptions ever because Josh is just going to watch Battlestar Galactica over and over yeah. and over again. And uh, I'm also reading uh, – I have a, a comic series that I got last time I watched it that I didn't read mm -hmm. that I'm reading the issues of the comic where they take place during the show. Yeah. So, you fucking mark! Yep. That's me for Battlestar Galactica. So that's all I have to say. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. I'll uh, I'll give it a shot one day, man. You'll have to tell me like what the actual I viewing have, order is. Let's just say I have the uh, the viewing order bible for you all ready to go. All right. Let's fucking go, dude. We do have it all on our um yeah, uh, streaming service. Yeah. So, but you cannot you can't just hop in with season 1. You have to watch right. the mini series first. Then you have to watch season 1. Then you have to watch half of season 2. Then you have to watch a movie and then you have to watch I'll get, you know. You hit me up when and if you're ever ready, dude, okay? All right.
All right. Um, game awards. Oh, so fuck. overall, we don't have to talk about the whole thing, but obviously, um, God of War cleaned up with a bunch of awards, and then the Game of the Year award went to Elden Ring, which right. not really a surprise. We knew it could have gone to either that or God of War. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the show in general? I know you kind of watched it. You skipped a lot of the ads and stuff, so I wanted. Yeah, to know, like, which was awesome. Yeah. Did you I think th- that there were a the- lot of ads still? I think it was honestly way better than it. It's the best it's been in a long time. Yeah in that regard um i also think the smaller number but the larger weight of the reveals was good i would like to see that even cut down more like in half to give a lot of these other awards actual time on stage you know that's Um, my my big thing and i think some awards have to go that are not needed. Take all the esports awards out. So they have their own award show. They literally have an esports award. Take out these content creators. They have their own. Like take out these things that have their other curated things, and right. just focus on the actual art of video games, because that's what the Oscars do, and that's what you're trying to compete with, basically. And also, let me tell you something: the Game Awards had like something like six thousand times the viewership than the last Oscars did. It was something ridiculous, dude. And video games are huge, and it's oh, yeah. time and it's yeah. time to take it seriously. And if you want this to be the show, you fucking got to cut the fat out, and you have to fucking make it the show. I yeah, I would agree with you. But in general, I thought it was fine. Um, I'm pretty pleased with a lot of the the winners, even though I think the voting body for the game awards is fucking dumb. Um, yeah. And in general, I think it was better. I still think <clears throat> there's some significant issues. I agree, one hundred percent. I watched it live. I think, you know, when you have developers like From Software announcing games at your show, we finally hit that. We've hit that peak now where it's no longer like just this thing on the side. Like the game awards have kind of solidified themselves as like an E3, if you will, sure. of announcements. And I think that if you, once you have From Software there announcing their next big IP title, like, you know, it's we've, we were there now. OK, so. I think those small reveals that we've gotten in the past from these indie games and stuff, which we love indie games, but not the place, right? Right. We are, I think moving forward, we are finally going to start seeing developers and publishers take the game award seriously. And they're going to have a lot more games to choose from for their announcements. I know in the past, Jeff said like the main problem, why announcements were smaller, were light in certain years were just because nothing was being made. But right. I mean, now you got from software. So yeah, I don't know. I would almost rather see Summer Games Fest um, be the E3, like really yeah. make that the E3 and just let the Game Awards be the Game Awards. I wouldn't mind that. That's but then who's going to watch the Game Awards for for just that? There's got to be something. Well, that's what I'm telling you. I don't know. <clears throat> I like the idea of there being the Summer Games Fest in the summer and then this in the winter as like, the, you know, you get a little bit here and you get a little bit there. You get two times the year to... Uh, to announce stuff so yeah but yeah man it was pretty good so yeah all right i'm gonna move on so movies i watched we talked about marcel the shell big fan of it i also watched adult swims yule log yes you were texting me about this so i reviewed it on letterboxd if you're interested go check out my review but basically what it comes down to is this film was 100 my shit for about 35 minutes and then it turned into a b horror movie with adult swim weirdness injected into it and 
that's not 100% my jam, but it was still like my jam. So I liked it. I think I gave it like a three. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Or three and a half. One of the two. I don't yeah. remember. But it was okay. It was it was just I. Uh, but the first 35 minutes, if they would have found a way to wrap it up right there at the end of those 35 minutes, I would have been sucking this thing off. Yeah. Um, but they literally, it's it's like I told you, it's like it's like a stage show. It's like right. The camera in, in one frame, one scene, characters enter and exit the frame. You don't sometimes you don't even see what's going on. You just hear it. Mm. Big fan of that shit. And at one point, they literally the camera literally flies into the fire. And then all of a sudden we're a handheld camera or a, not a handheld camera. I'm sorry. Not like found footage. We're a uh, like a regular film. Like it's shot right. like a film from that point on. And that's when I'm like, all right, this is kind of shit. So gotcha. Props to them for trying something new, but I wish they would have kind of made it a short film and ended it at 35 minutes. Right. And if you watch it, you'll see what I mean. Okay. Games, High on Life, finished it, wrapped it. I'd give that like a four or a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Okay. Marvel Snap, we talked about that. Um, Rayman Legends, dude, I am. What are you at, dude? Dude, I'm at. (sighs) I forget. Do I need to get to 6,000? I forget what the number is. Dude, I'm at like 5,750 now. I'm so close. Um, Dang. And I'm here to tell you right now, your boy is so fucking good at this game now. I'm getting golds, dude. I don't know. Golds are worth 10, not five, like silvers. You're right. So I literally just got awarded my, at the end of the week, they give you your weeklies. And I also got my dailies for that last day. Dude, I literally got four golds. Wow. I was like, That's 40 I was literally points. like, fuck yeah. So, um, oh, you keep yeah. that up, you'll be done in no time. I know I'm, I'm getting excited. I listen, if you don't get me a trophy for this, I don't know. Like, I'm saying, if you I like, don't get you a trophy, yeah, you need to get me like a 3D printed platinum trophy with a plaque on it that says Rayman Legends, dude. All right, otherwise, I'm buying it myself. I'll tell you what, I need... I'll tell you what, if you're done before your birthday, that'll be your birthday gift. It's a good idea, okay. That's fair. I might be able to hit that. If not, I'm getting you a lump of coal. All right. Thank you, Santa. Um, <clears throat> and then one game you didn't mention. We played a little bit of the quarry. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I would like to play more, but um, yeah. more until dawn, less dark pictures. Yeah. In its nature. Uh, but we haven't played enough to really I, get a good. I grip like the opening for the most part. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned on that one. And then TV and anime, I watch Chainsaw Man, which mm-hmm. we talked about already. And I did last night finish up uh, season six of Rick and Morty. High on Life kind of got me in the Justin Roiland mood. I wanted to, you know, laugh with Rick and Morty. And um, it was good, man. Season six is actually like a, a return to form, in my opinion. That's the new <laughs> season? Me. Yeah. They really nailed it. Um, the finale was great. And here's the thing about Rick and Morty, dude. People Probably. like shit on Rick and Morty and they're like, Rick and Morty's not funny, dude. Rick and Morty. Here's the thing with Rick and Morty, dude. Rick and Morty isn't laugh out loud funny. Justin Roiland, even high on life. That's not laugh out loud comedy. It's like comedy that makes me laugh internally. When I watch Rick and Morty, I'm not like laughing like, ah, out loud. You know what I mean? When I'm watching Rick and Morty and high, I'm playing high on life, I laugh like I'm like, I like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't like laugh when I play these things or watch these things, but like I enjoy that writing. Yeah. So um, that's that's why I kind of trudged through it, and I liked it. 
So good. Um, but yeah, that's 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 all I got, man. Okay. So uh, it's time to move on to our our podcast here. Just a reminder: we have the Abysmal Chronicles coming up, then we have the Slick Stories, and then we have our main topic of today, which is 2023 has way too many games. Uh, it's going to be a big year. So yeah, let's uh, let's get the show started. Josh, hold the intro, dude. Yes. You sound like Morgan Freeman. One last interruption before we begin, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast, Hapticast by Haptic Intel, sponsored by Dubby, Dubby Energy at W.GG. Listen, if you didn't know, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. That's right, their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories, there's no sugar, there's no artificial colors, there's no fillers, it's none of the bad stuff. But Josh, it's all of the good stuff that's right uh so listen your current energy drink may cost anywhere between two to three dollars per can that'll be cost one dollar per drink i think the song's about to start over good one dude there it is so if you find it hard to work or study i gotta i gotta work on that still if you find it hard to work or study use code slick to save on dubby that's right save 10 percent today on your W.GG order by using code SLICK. That's all I got for you. Congratulations, um, dude. Thanks, man. I got to work on that. We got to find a theme that, that loops perfectly. That way I can just talk and it doesn't matter yeah. where I stop and where I start, you know? All right, let's hop into the Abysmal Chronicles. Josh, these are crazy, crazy abysmal stories for you today. Hit me. So the first one, Microsoft might be exploring a cheaper ad-supported Xbox Game Pass Lite. This is coming from Reddit and Reset Era. So a purported survey by Microsoft has been posted on the Reset Era forums, which suggests that Microsoft may be exploring an ad-supported tier of Xbox Game Pass, which also would grant Xbox Live Gold. The cheaper tier would include all of Xbox's exclusive library of games including major first-party titles, but here's the catch, six months after launch rather than immediately at launch. Those games, however, would play ads upon launch to help fund this tier. Microsoft also recently patented personalized ads to show in video games, which seems suspiciously timely given the survey. So if real, the purported tier would cost $3 per month and provide access to a variety of Game Pass content with some fairly generous limitations. Josh, what are your thoughts? Um, 
My thoughts are, I don't know about that, dude. I mean, it honestly makes my stomach churn a little bit. I don't know why. That's my reaction to it. But, I mean, I guess it would be good to get more people in on the service, right? Which is their goal, obviously, um, to get as many people in as possible. And we know people are not buying Xbox games, right? I feel like this just perpetuates that even more though which they're clearly okay with because they're all in on game pass so i don't know me i'm not inter- i'm not interested in it as a consumer from them i guess i could understand why they're doing it but and i don't think it's for us no this is not for us this is for you know the single mom who has her son has an xbox and you know he doesn't have any games to play and this is a really cheap alternative uh sure there's going to be ads in the game but like do they care they're getting all these games like yeah. How would they is there anything about how they would implement that? So they did just put the patent out for the idea. I don't know exactly how they would work that right. in. Keep reading. Let me see. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, I patent. think it would just the game would launch and an ad would play. Is huh. kind of my understanding. Is that it? That's what I read in the article. OK, well, I mean, yeah, it's not for us, but <clears throat> sure some people would be interested in it right and you know what like you said it gets gets games into more people's hands for cheaper uh it can't be a bad thing i mean we cringe at the idea of ads and games but like it's just an option for a consumer i think it's for a consumer that fits a certain demographic i think it's probably fine yeah right all right so this is some bad news uh sony's 200 dollars dual sense edge controller for playstation 5 will have Quote, moderately shorter battery life. <clears throat> this is coming from The Verge. So the DualSense Edge controller shipping January 26th for $200 has a long list of improvements, but battery battery life won't be one. Sony's response to this report is, quote, the DualSense Edge wireless controller's operating time is moderately shorter than the original DualSense wireless controller because we've included many more features within the same form factor and ergonomic design as the original DualSense controller. We wanted to strike a good balance between wireless operating time and delivering robust high-performance features. Additionally, the longer USB braided cable is also great for competitive players who prefer playing with a wired connection to avoid wireless interference. This option preserves battery life. So what do you think about that? I have a little bit more, but I want to know what you think. I love that for more money, I'm getting less battery life. Yeah, but you're also getting more robust features. Yeah, I'm also getting less battery life. And more robust features. And less battery life. I think the battery life for the DualSense, regular DualSense controller, is already abysmal, to be honest with you. Um, I don't struggle with this because I just put my controller on a dock. Yeah, so me I too. I got multiple controllers, but right now I only have one that doesn't have stick drift and it has other issues because the controllers are made of fucking paper mache. Well, uh, I want to talk to that real quick, if you don't okay. mind. So yeah. Sony also isn't addressing uh, joystick drift oh, with their God. new That's DualSense right. Edge. Um, they confirmed with The Verge that the DualSense Edge uses a potentiometer-based joystick system, just like the regular DualSense, which suffers from stick drift. However, if your $200 DualSense Edge controller does start drifting, it'll be far easier to fix than most controllers because Sony has made the controller's joysticks completely modular, meaning you can swap them out 
in under a minute without tools, and you'll be able to buy brand new modules for $20 at PlayStation.com on January 26th or at participating retailers in late February. Why? Why? Why can't these companies stop using literally the exact same little cube for the potentiometer for these joysticks that have had stick drift for millennia? Why? Yeah, man. It's uh, it's unfortunate. Why? Now, Why? Ben? I like. I, I don't know, but Why? I do like the fact that they're twenty dollars to replace. That's not bad. I wish I could buy. I wish I could do that with mine. You know what I mean? Mine are my controllers are fucked right now. I wish I could just spend twenty dollars and and, and yeah. you know pop them out. But um, I won't be buying this controller. I have no interest in it. It's a, it's abysmal. It's way too. The price is way too, too high. Too expensive. No battery. No joysticks. Bad. No thanks. All right, even that's all I got a for bunch the... of other features that I don't even care about. So, right, <laughs> that's all I have in the Abysmal Chronicles. Why don't you move on to the slick stories to talk about some slick shit, dude? I will. Blue Point Games teases. The... Blue Point Games has seemingly teased their next project with a Christmas card. So, uh, this is coming from Twitter and on the PlayStation blog. Um, Blue Point Games has seemingly teased their next project in a Christmas card post to the PlayStation blog. Um, this is a almost like a roundup that PlayStation did of a bunch of different Christmas cards from a bunch of different or holiday cards from a bunch of different um, outlets and partners and all that stuff. So, there was a bunch of cool art on there, including Media Molecule, which I saw on there, um, which reminds me, I wish they would make a game. So, that'd be cool. Um, okay. They made a game, dude. No, Dreams. they made it. No, they made a tool. You can make whatever you want. No, dude. they made a tool and an engine. They did not make a game, and that is a fucking crying shame. With the studio that made Tearaway, that did not make a game since Tearaway. Fucking ridiculous. The illustration shows three open presents, one for each of their most recent projects. God of War Ragnarok, which I didn't even know they worked on um, as a support studio, I guess. Yeah. Um, Demon Souls, Demons Souls, sorry, uh, and Shadow of the Colossus. So I have the the gifts up behind here, uh, 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 us right now. Mm -hmm. um, does this mean they're getting closer to announcing their next title, Brett? I mean, and uh, what do you think about it? I think yeah, I think I think it's an obvious tease that something is coming. Why would you, you know, mention? Why would you show the three games that you worked on and then an unopened present? It's a tease, you know. Can I tell you what's coming, Brett? I know we want to speculate a little bit. Can I tell you what it is? Yeah, let's speculate. Go it's ahead. Bloodborne Remake. It's coming. You think so? Yeah, and then at the same time that is announced, they're also going to announce uh, a port of Bloodborne to PC by uh, Nixies. Wow. The original Bloodborne, not the new one? The original the one with, you know, whatever. 30 FPS? No, not on PC. So that's what uh, they're yeah. working on. That's what Blue Blood, working on. Bloodborne is definitely an option. Metal Gear Solid is another. Mm, um, I've no. seen some people speculate Castlevania. I don't know why they why they'd be working on a Konami IP that PlayStation doesn't have the rights to. Now that they're a PlayStation studio, unless PlayStation and Konami have some sort of backroom deal. I've heard Castlevania. I've heard Legend of Dragoon, which I don't oh, know anything about. Cool. It's Bloodborne. <laughs> And if it's not Bloodborne, I'm not going to be happy, to be honest with you. It's fair enough. I, I mean, don't it's... want. I don't want any of these other things. I want Bloodborne. I would take Metal Gear. Bloodborne. Yeah. Please, please, 
Bloodborne, or give me a PS5 update for Bloodborne. Unlock the frame rate. Get it to 60-something, please, because that game is not playable. Anything, please. Help us. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else to say on that, bro? I don't have anything to say except this next story. It should be in the Abysmal Chronicles to some people, but for me, it's a slick story. Because <laughs> Epic Games and Fortnite? Oh, no. Bad. Epic Games has been fined more than $500 million over Fortnite's unfair microtransaction practices. <laughs> so let me give it to you, Brett, and then we can talk about it. It's also it, it, uh, This story also involves uh, Xbox's new best friend, the Federal Trade Commission. That's um, right. Epic Games will have to pay $520 million over, quote, Design tricks to dupe millions of players into making unintentional purchases, end quote. In Fortnite, the FTC announced today. FTC is the Federal Trade Commission in the United States. Bye-bye. <laughs> these tricks include tricking play these tricks include tricking. These tricks include tricking players into making unintended in-game purchases through a quote counterintuitive, inconsistent, and confusing button configuration, end quote. Including being charged while make while waking up from sleep mode. Yeah, what is that? Wait, what? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm assuming dude. these are direct quotes from the Federal Training Commission's findings or whatever, correct? Right. What is getting charged while waking up from sleep mode? What goddamn? You wake, you wake up and you you know you're on a your, your first button presses by by V bucks. <laughs> I don't. Know. That's crazy. Um, I'm not sure about. What that. are they playing it on their fucking Apple Watch? How like this game is playable <laughs> on every goddamn platform. So it had to be a console because it has sleep. Well, maybe not because you can play it on iPad and it has a sleep mode, right? PC has a sleep mode, technically. PC, yeah. Um, Interesting. All right. So it's uh, continues here. The FTC also says that account holders can be charged without authorization and that ch children have racked up, quote, hundred, quote, unquote, hundreds of dollars in charges before parents were aware of what was happening. All right. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. On that front, the FTC says that Epic quote, ignored more than 1 million user complaints over wrongful charges while purposefully obscuring cancel and refund features, end quote. So this is something that obviously has happened and has been happening. It happens with every game that has yeah, liquor transactions. I was going to say, this is, this is an industry problem. This is not necessarily an Epic-related issue. But I do, we've talked about this topic before, about, you know, that parents weren't aware of racking up charges and stuff like that. And I get that, but we've talked about this before, and, you know, don't give kids access to your credit card information. I don't know. Right. I think it comes more down to the fact that there's no, it says no authorization Right. So it doesn't request that you put the three numbers in again. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you know what I mean? It just saves that information, and you can sure. easily just keep charging. the charges. Yeah. Right. No, fair. In addition to microtransactions, Fortnite's voice chat was in the FTC's crosshairs. The FTC claims that Epic employees urged the company to change Fortnite's default settings to require users to excuse me, opt in for voice chat, but that the company resisted turning the feature off even as children were... Oh, no. Even as children were, quote, harassed, including sexually, while playing the game. End quote. I don't even know if we're allowed to say that on YouTube. I censored it. You're good. <laughs> um... The children were...
I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, it was not a very good. It was bad. Um, you, you look so <laughs> fucking bad. I just literally couldn't. I can't believe what I just read and that this is in this is in official filings, dude. This is bad for Epic. Five hundred and twenty million dollars. I wouldn't be worried about the money, bro. Well, read the next part. Oh, as a result, Fortnite will be required to disable voice and text communications for children. Oh, no. How are you going to implement this, dude? Sorry, I'm reading ahead quickly and then I'm reacting to it at, before I actually read it to everybody else. Let me start that again. As a result, Fortnite, Fortnite will be required to disable voice and text communications for children and teens under 13 years old or for parents to provide consent through the privacy setting. Epic must also delete personal information gathered from Fortnite users in violation of the COPPA rule and to establish a, quote, comprehensive privacy program, end quote. First of all, how are these things not already in place? And second of all, wouldn't these things technically be covered by well i guess fortnite is so multi-platform i think of like playstation as like its own ecosystem i'm mm. assuming voice communications with that are like built into playstation networks terms of service or something like that but i don't know if those also cover individual titles or properties or not i don't know i don't know that's an interesting yeah that's an interesting train of thought there because you know game chat can be cross-platform so then what Right, then you get into, and, and Fortnite is cross-platform and is everywhere, so then you get into, it's muddied anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, and I'm not saying that the FTC's claims are unfounded, obviously, but, right. um, yeah, that's bad, that the fact that those things, and how do you not, I mean, they probably have a privacy program, but if you're not explicitly stating these things in a privacy program or a terms of service or a terms of use or whatever it might be, and you're fucking Fortnite, are you, bad. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's bad, dude. You have a marketplace in your game. You have a place in your game where people can interact with one another. That's like 101. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the stuff in here is stuff that is not unique to Fortnite. Yeah. I just think that Fortnite is so goddamn big now. Right. That it's just all eyes on them. Yeah. And they're the ones that are going to set, you know, moving forward. The standard will be set here. Yeah. So. And, I mean, this FTC right now in the United States um, has a lot of big people in their crosshairs, including Xbox, which is now yeah. in their crosshairs. For the first time in a while, they're finally realizing, you know. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of politics involved with that, obviously, but we don't have to talk about it. But um, I don't think this is probably gonna be the last thing that you can see, that you're going to see of things like this, at least under the current FTC. Right. Chairman. or Yeah, chairman. Um, chairwoman pretty sure it's a woman it's a lot of money um so this is bad i don't think epic should be worried about the money it's a drop I, in the bucket to them yeah but i think they sh should um be careful because i know epic has they have their storefront they have unity or not unity unreal they have a they have a diverse portfolio of things that they collect money from including actual games um, but Fortnite is the biggest thing for them. Uh, you should make sure that everything is polished and shiny and clean because it is your main moneymaker. Yep. And it's the biggest thing in the world right now in gaming.
still somehow it has been for years it feels like but it's somehow even bigger so right yikes dude that's not good not good for them i don't give a shit to be honest with you but (laughs) right all right right. let's move into our main topic josh 2023 way too many games way too many games so could it be the best year in games maybe as the title of the video suggests will 2023 be the biggest year in video game history and Brett, it sure as shit has the potential for it. We are on the precipice, precipice, precipice of 2023. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the stuff that is announced, at least up through June. The back half of the year is a little bit more of a blind spot, but there are windows, like you mentioned at the very top of the show, for some of these other things that we're going to talk about. And right. if the first two months of the year are indicative and these games hit, Look out because you will literally have weeks where you have a major release two or three or four times Yep, for months on end. So how do you want to do this? Let's hop into it. What do you think? Let's just go through month. You know, I I pulled out some of the big ones on our notes here. You can pull up the website too. That has the actual list of all the games that they know. Um, We're using GameSpot as a reference. Um, but I pulled out, like I said, the big ones. And even with pulling out the big ones and just having a list of the big ones, it is incredibly, incredibly packed, right? Uh, yeah. So let's go January. We'll start there. Okay. January 20th, Fire Emblem Engage comes out on the Switch. So right off the bat. You engage. Right away, you engage. You engage. Right away. Switch owners get a exclusive game, and it's a Fire Emblem title. Matthew McConaughey is engaged. Engaged. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I can read these, too, because I know you said you wanted me to read them. So. No, we can we can go through them. Okay. I'll do uh, January. You do February. All right. I don't care about Fire Emblem, but uh, I know a lot of people do. So that's a, yeah, that's that's a massive Switch exclusive, yeah. And then we have Forspoken coming out on PS5 and PC on January 24th. Yeah. Literally four days later after Fire Emblem. Right. And then I got bad news for you. If you're if you're gonna buy both of those games, you got Dead Space, the remake, coming out for PS5, Xbox Series, X and S, PC on January twenty seventh. Yeah. Um I'm not interested in either of the other two games. Um, but I am interested in Dead Space. And that's awesome. Yeah. I'm I agree with you. Those other two games aren't really my cup of tea. I played for Spoken's demo, yeah, it wasn't but really still, for me big that's a huge game in january yeah if um, you get one good release a month that's a good year right and there are there are two other um honorable mentions i'd like to throw on here too at looking at this game spot list persona yep. 4 golden mm-hmm. for uh switch pc ps4 xbox series x and x xbox one and as, as well as persona 3 portable that's right now these are old games but if you that's why I didn't include them. But but if you haven't played Persona Four, it's coming to the Switch. And that's all I'm going to tell you. That's a big. You might not know it yet, ladies and gentlemen, but that's a big release for the Switch. That. All right, we'll revisit this. I'm telling you right now, the MPD numbers for January Persona Four Golden will be the best-selling title on Switch. I guarantee it. I don't know. I, I think it might need no, some time to, no, to spread. No, nope, nope, I guarantee it. 
Okay. Patented seal of approval. It's done. Because it, well, it led charge on PC for months when it released on PC. True. <clears throat> and with these update or with these releases, there's updates coming to the, the versions PC that already version. exist. Correct. Yeah, the right. PC version. So that's exciting. So those are five big titles right there. Yeah, not the right. Vita version, because Vita's dead. So No, not the Vita version. All right. All right. <clears throat> February. Oh, oh boy. This, this is, is the this is a huge this is massive. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> so February 10th, you have Hogwarts Legacy. Probably the, only. probably the littlest game on this list, the smallest game that nobody will buy on this list. There's no audience for this game, but I know some people are excited. I'm not. I don't give a shit about it. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm funny. You have Hogwarts Legacy on February 10th. A few days later, on February 21st, you have Atomic Heart, which is a massive game. I'm really excited for that game. Um, Fallout Atom Bioshock-esque. Yeah. Atomic Heart on February 21st. Also on twenty February twenty first, you have Like a Dragon, the Ishin. Is this is a new game, correct? Yeah, it's like a Yakuza you, it's game. the Yakuza Like a Dragon series Ishin on February twenty first. So the same day as Atomic Heart. But then, Brett, don't forget PSVR two just launched, and you're gonna get Horizon Call of the Mountain for PSVR two on the next day on February twenty second. That's right. And then you might have heard of a little game called the Kerbal Space Program that a lot of people like. Guess what? The sequel to it comes out on February 21st, or 24th, rather, uh, just two days later after Call of the Mountain on PC. And then, guess what, Brett? You have another Switch exclusive coming out also on February 24th. <laughs> Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe on Switch. Remake right. exclusive. And then, Brett, you might have heard of a little game called Octopath Traveler. Well, guess what? The sequel to it comes out that same day. Octopath Traveler 2 for Switch, PlayStation platforms, and PC. Oh, and then just four days later, guess what? Destiny 2 has their Lightfall expansion coming out on February 28th. That, that is, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight major hitters in the span of a few weeks, plus a new VR platform in PlayStation VR 2. Yeah, that's an incredible month. <laughs> my wallet is fucking hurting. When am I going to recoup my money from Christmas? <clears throat> well, the world may never know. Never. It's literally going to go right out. Um, and I don't think um, there's really <clears throat> any other honorable mentions here that I'd want to include. So that's it. Okay, let's that's move on to March. March. So March what? has... We keep going. <laughs> March has less games announced so far, and that's going to happen as we go from right. here on out. It's going to start getting smaller because we're further out. Right. Um, but March has some big games, too. Yeah. So first off, Last of Us is coming to PC on March 3rd. That's going to be big, dude. That's a big one. That's going to be real big. Yeah. Then we have Wolong, Fallen Dynasty. Oh, yeah. Coming out. It's coming out for PC, PS4, literally everything. Yeah. Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. March third. That is um, that's Team Ninja, correct? Uh, or am I wrong? I'm looking right now. Hold on. So its initial release date was September sixteenth. Um, it's Koei Tecmo. Oh, right. Okay. There's Team Ninja. Oh, it is Team Ninja. Okay. Yeah. All right, because there's another game that's similar <clears throat> to this, and I couldn't remember if that was Team Ninja or not. Yeah. So that's coming out the same day as Last of Us. Yeah. Then you have Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. <sighs> which, been a while since we've gotten a Fatal Frame game. I don't yeah. know if this is a remake or, or what, but... 
I'll tell you. This is coming out for every goddamn console as well. Not March 9th. Um It's a sequel. All right. I think it's a sequel. All right. Well, I've never played the original, but I'm interested in this one. Um, here's the thing, Josh. If you're a fan of Japanese horror and pirates, I got bad news for you because Skull and Bones comes out that same day. No one's going to be buying that game, I know, but... Um, yeah, I was going to say, this is a game that literally they have to release or they get fined by the government that funded it. Right. Ubisoft. Uh, cool that it's coming out, but I got really good news. Yeah, you do. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I almost said Fallen Order. Um Jedi Survivor is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC on March 17th. That is St. Patrick's Day, my friend. Yeah, that's huge, and I'll be flying that day one. And then this next one is, I, I literally cannot yeah. believe there is only one week between the game that you just mentioned and this, because these are my two most anticipated games. Maybe right. Judas, if it's going to come out this 2023, but I don't think it is, but keep going. Resident Evil 4 Remake, March 24th. Just one week later. That's insane. That's not good. That's like I have both games and I have to choose which one I want to play. Right. Not good. No. Uh, oh, and the last game. I know some people are actually really excited for this. So Crime Boss Rocket City is coming out on PC. I only see here March 28th. Um, I'm not sure if it's releasing, but they it just is, announced. Is, I don't know why it only says PC there because it is coming out for Series X and PS5 as well. But why is this game coming out already? Didn't they just announce it at the Game Awards? Yeah. For the first time ever? Yeah. And it's coming out in three months? Yeah. It's a 505 game. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's got some uh, big, big, big people in it. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up March. Josh, you have uh, a small month here in April. Maybe the weakest month we know of so far. Yeah. But one game that I'm actually excited about. It's been in development for a long time. We'll get to it. It's the second one. First of all, on April 24th. It's not the first one? You're not excited for the first one, dude? No, I meant on this list. It's the second one on this list. It's also the second one in the series. Uh, no, um, that's not what I meant. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, Hogwarts Legacy comes out for uh, Legacy consoles. Uh, that's You're not what... excited for that one, dude? No. Uh, let's, let's be honest. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are Legacy consoles. I don't know why games are still being developed for them, but... Here we are. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy comes out for PS4 and Xbox One on April 4th. Um, then, Brett, a game that's been in development for 18,000 years. Five different studios have worked on this game. And it's finally coming out. Dead Island 2. Hit your consoles on April 28th. Uh, it's coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Brett. Not good. Dead Island 2. I actually like the last trailer. Oh, so do I. I'm not saying the game's going to be not good. I just, um, not good for my wallet for all yeah. these games coming out. Um, and then one other honorable mention here, just because I know there's a lot of people that love the franchise. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection comes out for Switch, PS4, and PC on April 14th as well. Um, I don't even know what that entails, but I would it's... assume it's everything probably besides the Mega Man X games. No, it's, it's, um, Battle Network, you said? Ten Battle Network games. Yeah, those are for the Game Boy Advance. 
Oh, that's cool. There was an anime series around the time we grew up. Uh, yeah. When we were kids with this battle network. Yeah. Um, and I think it's already out. Uh, but this might be a what you're mentioning might be like a port or a Says later release. coming April 14th to PS4. So it must already be out then for Switch right. and PC. Okay. Right. May. Right. May is going to be month. May. It's oh my God, May. it's going to be May. Oh, uh, no. It's going to be May. May 12th, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. It's time, dude. We started our Switch journey with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and now, hopefully, we end our Switch journey before we get another Switch, uh, a Switch 2 or a Pro, with Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, May 12th. That's a big uh, one. And after that, if you're a DC Comics fan, you have Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, which is shaping up to be a pretty interesting-looking game. first game and we from know Rocksteady now, in seven years? That's right, and we know now that it will be Kevin Conroy's last time voicing Batman. Rest in peace. That comes out May 26th. Dude, Zelda is like a 120-hour-plus game for me. I can't do it. I don't even, be playing I don't even the think other I'm, games. I was going to say, I don't even think I'm going to be done the other games that are on this list. Yeah. Well, I'm, I got I'm literally getting Ajita looking at this list. Which I is... have really, really bad news for you. Oh, you're not going to have long. Oh no, to play Legend of oh, Zelda. Oh my because... God, are you kidding me with June? Look at June. Look at it. Read it. So Suicide Squad comes out on May 26th, and then one week later on June 2nd, we get Street Fighter 6 for all modern consoles and PC. Street Fighter 6. And let me tell you something about Street Fighter 6. It looks awesome. It does. I, and you know what? It has a co-op now where you can be on the same team. I cannot wait to play this game. I've never... I've played... I've dabbled in Street Fighter in my life, but I've usually played Tekken or Mortal Kombat or whatever. I'm really excited for Street Fighter 6. I truthfully am. It looks awesome. Um, I agree. So that'll be fun. And then guess what, Brett? Four days later, right? So the same week... Another huge time sink, massive game that I cannot wait to play. I don't care how bad Blizzard is. I love the series. Diablo 4 comes out <laughs> on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, X and S, Xbox One, and PC on June 6th. But there's But another. it doesn't end. Because then, while you're still playing Zelda and Suicide Squad and Street Fighter 6 and Diablo 4 and probably Hogwarts and all these other fucking games, guess what? Another 100-hour-plus game is going to come out on June 22nd, Brett. And you know what that game is? On PS5? Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy sucks ass now. <laughs> I don't agree with that statement. I'm excited for this game. I'm fucking ready for this game. I am ready for this game. I love High Fantasy. I loved Final Fantasy 15. I thought Final Fantasy 7 Remake was fine. But this is the type of real you know lifetime action based combat that i want <clears throat> that's right josh that's just the end of the games that we know a release date for right i've pulled out here even more games that are to be announced for their dates that are coming right. out in 2023 yeah that have a likely 2023 release and 
here's the thing, Brett. Before we get into this to add context, going over the how many games did we just go over that were huge? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. 28 games. Let's round it up to 30. If half just from January to June. Yeah. If half of those 30 games, half hit their dates, that's a massive six months of the year. And then if you take a quarter of the games that are left to be announced with dates that actually come out next year, you are looking at quite possibly like the best year for video games, I think probably since like before 2010. Seriously. Yeah. That's right. Let's get into some of these. (sighs) Okay. And the one, listen, if this game, these are alphabetical. So if this we'll start, well, we're going to go alphabetically because the first game here is the most important to me. Okay. If this game comes out next year, bye-bye. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake, the first Alan Wake, one of my favorite games of all time. I love Remedy. I think they are my favorite studio. Love them. I love it. I cannot wait for Alan Wake 2. So. I hope that hits that hits this year. Me too. And you have Ark 2. Ark's a big game. A lot of people like Ark. Now there's a sequel. <laughs> And Diesel's in it, I think, and uh, that's a thing. I don't know if that's the same game, but okay. <laughs> Black Myth Wukong. Oh, this is the other game I was thinking of. It's apparently coming out this year, and if it does, that's nuts. Yeah, that game looks fucking awesome. Crash Team Rumble, which oh, was yeah. announced at the Game Awards. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Which is what? I believe that is the next installment in Final Fantasy VII. Wait, that's the re- remake part two? I believe so. Let me look. Then, no. Yes. Yes, it is the new name for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Okay, got it. Then we have Forza Motorsport, which is a big franchise, and this next one's big: Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah, people will be very happy once that finally has a release date. Mm-hmm. Um. Then you have Hyperlight Breaker, the sequel to Hyperlight Drifter. Right. That's cool. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game. This is the game I'm here. This is a game I'm here for, dude. Killer Clowns yeah. from Outer Space is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, that movie fucking slaps unironically. If you don't like that movie, you don't like to have fun, and you're a, a cretin. So. Okay. Then you have a new game from Bloober Team, Brett. The uh, team behind games such as the medium and actively developing silent hill right now mm-hmm. layers of fears which we won't talk about the name but that's a big franchise right now it is and i like bloober team quite a bit then this game oh my god i forgot about this game that it even existed you have the spiritual successor to bloodborne basically and that's lies of p but you know steampunk version of Bloodborne. yeah yeah that'll be awesome and then you have another Yakuza game, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, and Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Yeah, oh my god. Jesus Christ. Now that one has a launch window announced, right, for fall of yep. next year. Yep. I'm not so, not so sure about some of these other ones. I think they have just said 2023 or so. But Hopefully can... that one hits it. I don't want to wait until 2024 for this game. Yeah. Then you have Minecraft Legends, which is what? Uh, it's like an actual video game. Oh, I do remember seeing that. Um, And then Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. Yep. 
I haven't played the first one, but I heard good things. So, Pikmin 4. I forgot that game was even announced. Another Switch exclusive, which is fucking... Honestly, I'm not going to play it, but good. Switch needs exclusive games. It needs some games yeah, right they're going to hit next year. And then Silent Hill Ascension mm. to be announced to 2023. Uh, one of the one of the several Silent Hill games that are currently in development. Right. Uh, then we have Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, uh, which is big. That game has gone through quite literally development hell, but not because uh, you know of anything to do with the developers, because of literally the uh, war in Ukraine. So, yep. uh, and then. <laughs> A Dark Souls clone, of which a title sequel. I hate, called yeah. The Lords of the Fallen. The sequel to The Lord of the Fallen. Great name. Terrible. Awful. Then you have The Plucky Squire, which is an indie game. What the fuck is that? It's a cute indie game. Look it up real quick while we... Uh, I like I like the name. The pl- I like the word Plucky, dude. Yeah, so do I. Uh, and then The Wolf Among Us 2. Long-awaited sequel to The Wolf Among Us. Finally coming out. Um... But yeah, Plucky Squire, uh, pretty hyped for that one. That's one that I, I didn't almost add to our list Oh, yeah, here. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like but the storybook it's, thing. Right, it's cool, it's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Cool. So, and what was the last one? The Wolf Among Us uh, 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. People have wanted that for a long time. That could mark the uh, the comeback of, uh, what's what's the name? What is it? What, Telltale? It? Telltale, yeah, that's it. Well. What a huge year. That... Like I said, even if half of those games that actually have release dates and, you know, a, a quarter of the ones that don't have release dates yet, but Windows of 2023 come out, because I don't think you should expect all of these to come out when they're supposed to, as listed here, obviously. Um, delays happen all the time. But, I mean, that is that is quite possibly... Uh, 2023 is a year you're not going to get to your backlog. Because you literally just going to add to it. Yeah. So. Well. Start saving. That's it, Brett. That's all we got. Listen to me right now. Me? Everyone. I'm listening. I want to thank everybody for watching. I want to thank them for subscribing to our channel on YouTube, following us on Twitch. Following us on Spotify and all your podcast platforms. Because you can get our podcast over there as well. But most importantly, I want to say thank you to Josh Rubin for showing up last week and doing an interview with us. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. And then I also want to say thank you, Josh, for a year. I'm assuming this is our last one for the year. Next week is Christmas. Probably, yeah. People are traveling. So thank yeah, you for probably a, back uh, after the new year. Right. Thank you for a great year. Merry everyone, Christmas. thank you. Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. God bless us, everyone. And we'll be back. This is episode 95, so episode 100 is coming soon. Yeah. Should, we'll have to do some fun I, stuff. I guess we'll hit episode 100 in February next year. Right. Probably. I don't know what we're going to do. I do. We should have some guests on. Yeah. Maybe do some, we talked about something before we started. Maybe we unveil, not unveil, but maybe we collect things for that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. All right.
Oh, everybody, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do everything that Brett just said. I forget what he said and what he didn't. So uh, do it or don't do it. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever. We'll see you next year. Goodbye forever. I just want everybody to know that uh, Brett's mic is still on and he doesn't know it. And he can't hear me right now. So uh, we'll see what he says if he has to go to jail or not. Are you speaking? Are we still live? <laughs> Why are you muted? <laughs> uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>